You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Take Command podcast from Odyssey Sports. Craig Hoffman, Logan Paulson, London Fletcher, our guest today. And, well... Fletch, the reason we wanted to have you initially, uh, before we even knew that that we'd be talking about the specifics of the defense during the game, is the perhaps biggest talking point of this team right now is the linebacker play. And, you know, what better guy to have than London Fletcher to talk about the linebacker play. And so I, I will just start as broad as possible. What have you made of between what you've seen in camp and then what you've seen in these two preseason games of Cole Holcomb and Jamin Davis after all the talk that was about replacing them or upgrading from them uh, during the offseason that ultimately that, that Ron and Jack decide we're rolling with these guys? What have you seen? I've seen I've seen a lot of growth from Jamin Davis. You know, the the first two games, he seems a lot more comfortable in his role, a lot more comfortable in just being out on the field. And you can see that athleticism, the reason why they drafted him in the first round. I mean, he he's he's big. He's he's a lot bigger than you you realize. And I can remember the first time I saw him in person, he's six three, but he's close to two hundred and fifty pounds and it's not fat. he's he's put together. <laughs> And he can run, and you see the instincts, you see the coverage aspects. He's done a lot of good things. As he is he perfect? No, you know, as as Logan has uh, mentioned a couple times a day, there was one time where he let the back get out of the out of the uh, backfield on him, where he was rushing and back crossed his face, and you know that's just something where you can't happen because that was a a third down, I think, as well. He's gonna he's continuing to, to get a lot better. There was a, a couple times where. He he shot his gun, you know, pulling guard and making tackles in the backfield, and you see that or or tackles on the sideline if they're trying to jet a wide receiver screen. Cole, I like him being in the middle linebacker. His communication. There's some times where those guys both have had some what I call some snapbacks, where the, the guards try to block them and they snap the, the neck of the uh, of the uh, guards back. That part I've really liked. Cole had a coach. He struggled a little bit in coverage this past game. And, and then a lot of that is I think he can be tighter in coverage, especially you talked about the quarters coverage, Logan. And that's understanding, okay, as you as you game plan a little bit more, realizing what types of routes you possibly mm-hmm. get so you can be a, play those things a little bit tighter. So I'm sure he's disappointed in that aspect. I feel like we're fine at the at the at the start of the position with the linebackers. The depth aspect, that'll that's where you start to be like, okay, do we have the guys, you know, behind them to, if one of those guys get injured, do we have the players to, to uh, replace them? You know, it's interesting. You mentioned the depth, and I think you feel pretty good about a guy like Mayo. You know what I mean? I think Mayo is kind of that veteran guy. He's maybe not the best coverage player, but he shows up pretty. I, I feel like if he was playing linebacker ten years ago, everyone might he might be starting for this oh, team. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's very yeah, good in the yeah. runs. He's smart. 
he gets a little lost in coverage sometimes, but I think you feel good about him. I think the other spot is a little bit more in flux at the moment. Like, Kalik Hudson's been the guy in yeah. practice, but all of a sudden he's starting to split reps with Milo Eifler, who is, again, a guy who's kind of making a case for himself here, I think. He made some plays. Yeah. Uh, Milo made some plays the other day. And he's physical, he and he's did. fast to the football, and he seems to be playing with good instincts. Yeah. So, again, like, if, if Milo plays like this moving forward, I think maybe the depth issue is less of a question. I don't know, but I think the disappointing one in that four, or the five, including Milo, is Kalik. He just doesn't seem to be, you know, the kind of the guy that he was maybe two years ago, which is kind of interesting, so. Fair enough. All right, if Fletch says we're good at linebacker, then we're good at linebacker. That's what I'm going to say when I get angry callers today on or in the next yeah. two days I mean, are people radio, Are people upset like, about linebacker? Is that a thing? Like... People, oh yeah, people are still just like furious that they didn't. It's like I don't understand how all season long or all off season they were like we got to do better. It was like the first thing Ron said at the press conference after last season, and then we didn't upgrade, and now they're not good. Blah blah blah. And it's like, I here here's I guess where I'm at on linebacker. And again, like talking to a, a tight end and a borderline Hall of Fame, and I only have to say borderline because you're not in yet, London, <laughs> and that's that's a big yet. Yeah, um, I, I don't know what you're trying to. You're trying to upset me i won't use the, the, the other word i was going to use <laughs> uh, on a really early early as, in, the morning. as in you're waiting on the border and they need to just get you in yeah, so a hall of fame linebacker in london <laughs> fletcher um my again my opinion is what it is but like these guys to me are playing fine yeah what they're not though is like making plays and i feel like this defense needs some playmakers to like go out and do something spectacular and obviously their best guy at that is going to be chase young you would think and he's not available right now as a d lineman but especially you know at, at that first level that you got all those first rounders who is the guy in the back seven that's going to be able to make a playmaker? Just like Mahomes can step up and make plays on third down. Travis Kelsey steps up, makes <laughs> plays on third down. They can make something out of nothing. Like, who's the guy who can make the instinctual read, who can go do something out of script, out of scheme, that is spectacular and changes the course of a game? And I think that is where they lack at linebacker. I know based off the design of this defense that that's not like – that's not a death knell. You can still be very good without that. But I do think that is a valid gripe slash frustration is it doesn't feel like these linebackers make a ton of plays outside of kind of the average tackle for four yards. Um, I mean, I, I disagree. Yeah. There, there's times, you know, just, just based on what I've seen in the first two games, first and foremost, I think Jamin has been really good in coverage. There's some yep. things that – that he's done, you know, last this bad, last ball game in particular, they tried to do a rub route and get the running back out of the backfield, and he does a great job of getting over that, taking that away, forcing Mahomes to try to throw the check down to the to the uh, tight end or the receiver that was incomplete. Stuff that you don't see necessarily in, it doesn't show up on the stat sheet, and to a, the fan who's watching, they may not even pay attention to that and know like, man. You know, all right, he didn't make a play. Yes, he did. He made yeah. a play. <laughs> so, right. Because if he and does, this is something I tried to explain, you know, yeah, last yeah. week. is like, if you, get, if you, like, yes, tackle for loss every other down, no. But, like, if you do your job in coverage, the ball doesn't go to your guy. And, like, that is making a play. And that, that was exactly my counter. So, yeah, now and, I feel and, validated. And again, as they game plan more and – I don't know. I'm not in the meeting rooms. A lot of like when I played, most of the times the defense was set up 
for me to <laughs> to make a lot of plays. Yeah. Like, I mean, hell, they were they were smart because <laughs> you're Hall of Fame, yeah. Hall of Fame yeah. linebacker. That's yeah. why you got to take advantage of your guys. So, <laughs> so a lot of the stuff was funneled to me. I don't. I mean, because our defensive line has so much talent. It's probably the the defense is more predicated on the defensive line, and the linebackers obviously they have to do their jobs, and a lot of it's also more just growth and experience and understanding how to make plays or when you can make the plays, and as you study your as you study your opponent opponent, and if I'm going against you know whether it's Logan at tight end, Jason Wynn, or whoever the tight end is, and I'm playing a lot of quarters coverage, which we do. And I know, hey, when can I undercut a route? When can I be a little tighter in coverage? When can I? When do I have to be a little bit more conservative? That's the next step that you have to get as a linebacker, and that's only going to be gained through experience. Yeah. That's the next step that they have to make in terms of the coverage aspect, or or making a play, or you know, getting greedy. Also, when you take on a lineman, shock him get rid of him, and then make a tackle. That's the next step. That it'll Those steps will come, but I guess it's not happening quick enough for our fan base. Well, and also I think the other important thing to note is like everyone talks about tackle for loss. Like first off, for the modern linebacker, that's like not a very good statistic, you know, in terms of because it's such a pass-happy league. So like they need to be better in yeah. pass coverage. But also like to Fletch's point, this defense, like everyone has a gap, right? So it's not like when Fletch was playing here and we ran that 3-4 and he got those big, big hosses up front eating up blocks. Like everyone has their own gap. So like if the ball doesn't come to your gap, it's not like you can just shoot through someone else's gap and make the play. Like you have to play gap sound defense and rely on your teammates to kind of make plays. So your, your, your production is never going to be like that Ray Lewis covered up just run of the football type production. And I think that's important for people to understand. Fletch, did you ever play in a in a in a single gap defense defense or was everything two gap for oh, you? Yeah, absolutely. Which way? My first Yeah, my first twelve years was four three uh single gap defense and look at you. you know, we went to the yeah, we went to the three four my last four years. That was an adjustment for me because it was a, it was some what you call what call two gapping. Yeah. And you know it was just a different type of. We were not an attacking downhill type of three four defense, so you weren't going to get a ton of tackles for loss. I personally, I like the the four three where you're attacking, and you can be a three four attacking type of defense. It was just it's just a matter of style. philosophy. We we yeah philosophy or style, so to speak. But those those plays will happen. I'm, I'm very confident that they'll happen. This year, because the guys are too instinctive. Again, when you see Jamin and his ability to run, and you see Cole and his instincts, those runs, as soon as they read it and they come downhill and they're able to, you know, shoot gaps, they're going to make a lot more plays. Then, that's something I want to yeah. ask you. Sorry, Craig. Is, you know, like now I feel like, and you watch a lot of films, so this is an okay question, but like now with all the jet sweeps and the cross sifts and the kind of fake pullers like how hard I mean offenses have evolved to like make linebackers kind of impotent like yeah. they just they don't make plays and how how challenging is that for those guys I think is my question it, it's, it's very challenging especially if you're playing you know the times where you're playing a zone defense where if you step up or you got the RPOs that you're worried about it 
and, and you mentioned the misdirection plays and all those types of things. If you come downhill too quickly, then you're opening a window behind you. And, you know, that's then you're you're kind of compromised there. If you don't come downhill, then they're handing the ball off and you're allowing the, the linemen to get angles on you in the run run game. So there is a there's a different type of challenge. And that all that stuff can be mitigated if, if your defensive line is getting mm. penetration into the backfield and they're being extremely disruptive. Because if they're disruptive, you can be a little maybe a half step slower on the on the run read just to ensure that the ball is being handed off and you're not opening up windows in the passing lane for for those uh those receivers, especially if you're playing a zone coverage. Got it. So overall, to wrap up on the defense, uh, we're not that concerned. We we certainly see some room for growth, but we feel good about it. Any any other players notes to add to that to kind of close the book on where we are through two preseason games? Any other players to talk about? Any other notes to add? I'd say let's get through the first four or five games of the season <laughs> before we get an assessment of the defense and whether we're saying okay. Now this is a problem, and you know, or all right, this is they're playing the way we expected them to play. Let's get through the first, you know, four or five games because that's enough time to kind of tell you what they're going to be and who they are. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, it's kind of like if the offense was playing a little bit better, I wouldn't be as concerned. I think I'm I'm a little concerned about the defense just <clears throat> just because the offense seems to be kind of foundering a little bit. And again, that could be, like just as an example, they had probably, I think they had three three or four second and ones with the starters. And those plays, like with Kyle, with pretty much any OC in the NFL, are like shot plays. Like you just kind of say, oh, we're in a good situation, let's take a shot. But, you know, they're yeah. relying on the run. They're, they seem to be kind of playing it uber conservative. And so, again, I'm hoping that that is a stylistic choice based on the preseason. But if that's the philosophy to kind of insulate Carson, supposedly, I'm concerned. Because then, you know, it's going to be harder <clears throat> harder for the offense to be successful. And so, if the offense is playing better, you know, I would be like, oh, defense, don't even worry about it. The offense looks good. But because the offense is kind of, I don't know, dragging its feet a little bit seemingly. I'm a little bit more concerned, but again, like I mean with Fletch I think I think I think that's more just preseason yeah. because your point defensively it's hard for a defensive coordinator when when you allow when the team is in second and one, the offense has the whole entire playbook, you know, at in front of them and you you don't know what to call. You're just like you know, they they can run it, they can throw it. <laughs> So you're you're kind of conservative. You don't want to be too aggressive because you just don't know what play call is going to happen. They've chosen to run the ball a couple in a lot of those situations. It could be, hey, we want to was it this past ball game because we have three starters yeah. out and we don't want to expose our quarterback to some you know hits. We're not going to take you know play action shots, or is it just we don't want to show the Jacksonville Jaguars what we're thinking, right? Going to that ball game. Yeah. I mean, it's a great – I mean, that, that's, I, again, that's the crazy thing about preseason is it's so hard to get, like, a true bead on what the heck's going on. So, yes. 
Yeah, I mean, I hear that. I also watch the Chiefs, who are one of the best teams in football, competing for a Super Bowl, take a shot on a second down, and then come back and just pick it up on third down with the fullback dive. And it's like, I, I guess it's just, it's on some level, there is a little bit of frustration when you watch some of these other teams play here's, here's, so well. Here's, here's, the, here's the difference. The Chiefs aren't going to surprise you with Andy Reid and, and Patrick Mahomes in terms of, there's no element of surprise in terms of, They've been together for, I don't know, seven, eight years, however uh, however long Andy's been, I think six or seven years, however long he's been in that, in Kansas City and Andy Reid's history as a head coach. Like, you know what his offense is. You know, heck, I was calling plays from the booth because I knew having (laughs) faced Kansas City Chiefs offense so many times or having faced Andy Reid's offense so many times, you know what's going to happen. So there's no... I don't even know who the Chiefs' first opponent is. That opponent knows what they're going to do. Now, being able to stop it is, is an entirely <laughs> different thing. They can, take, they can take those shot plays. As far as our offense, you have Carson Wentz. He's new in our system. You have a bunch of new new players. You don't know. Hey, how are we going to really? How are they really going to use Jahan Dawson? How are they going to get him the football? We know. You know they're going to obviously get Curtis. Samuel the football in certain different ways and, and Terry McCorn. What types of things are they going to do with Brian Robinson at the running back position? So that's something that the Jacksonville Jaguars don't know. So you hold that to the vest as much as you can going into the preseason. You know what I mean? In the preseason, you don't yeah. show that that hand because you, you have the ability with a new quarterback and new, some new players. That, like I'm not showing you what we have dialed up or what we will have dialed up come September 11th in week one. I hear you. I guess I also just come like, well, if the Chiefs, and I understand their talent, um, but like if the Chiefs can run it and not really care, and it's like the execution is what matters, then I I, I do would like to see some, I guess, better execution, some yeah, yeah, more, like, so, like if, if the philosophy works for the Chiefs and like the Bills put up 42 points and the best teams in football, and it's like, well, they're doing it, like at some point you look at the commanders, you're like, are we, do we think we're smarter than everyone else? Like, is that what we're going to get by on? Because I don't, that, that doesn't necessarily uh, pl- tend to play out in the regular season, at least the yeah. seven years yeah. that I've been oh, that, covering that's, the team. That's fair. That's and fair. to your point, Craig, it's not like, it's not like they're taking like game plan shots. It's like they're running like corner post, which everybody runs. And you know, they're like, they're, they're just kind of running plays that are like, you know, kind of generic shot plays and kind of holding yeah. like their, maybe their cover six beater or their quarters beater a little bit closer to the vest, which I think, again, that's something that I would have liked to see from Scott. Just be like, Hey, like let's, you run this play action pass. Like, let's just, just throw it. Just, just see what happens. Work the timing. Uh, but like, like Fletch said, you know, like it's early and, you know, Ron, at least in my limited conversation with him has said, you know, they want to keep some stuff kind of close to the vest and that's his prerogative. And, you know, he's done it for a long time. So, Yeah, I I will say this, though, from an execution standpoint, there are times where when they did take the shots, better ball placement by the quarterback, you would like to see that happen. You know, that hasn't happened yet where the ball placement hasn't been where you would like it to be, where I would like it to be. And, And, Logan, you're an offensive guy, and I'm, you know, just a defensive guy, and I may feel like, okay, man, maybe the ball should have been a little bit further outside to give that receiver a better chance or, you know, maybe put put a little bit more air on the football to to 
you know, make make that completion, things like that. That's just me looking at it from my view as a defensive player right. and defensive background. But again, I, I I would say the ball placement on some of those situations needs to be better. Yeah. And I think I think also like even just looking at the Curtis Samuel play, like you know that's like a, a man beater, right? They've got like a slant, like a rub slant coming underneath. Like could Terry be a little tighter there? And then it's also like maybe yeah. Curtis could be a little bit more vertical to kind of give him a wider throwing lane because he widens so dramatically. He has to be a perfect ball. And then it's like the defender's got his back to you, and the safety's coming over top. Maybe back shoulder ball is there. And those are the types of things that. I think to Craig's point, like you just need reps at, right? Like, what does Curtis like to do in that situation? Can he put his foot in the ground, jump up, and, and high point that ball? Kind of, yeah. and, and and those are decisions. Those are things that you just need to get reps with, right? And Curtis hasn't practiced a ton, yeah. right? So, and again, is Curtis too wide? Those are the things that when I watch that, I'm like, I like the play call, I like right. the situation, but in terms of the communication and, and being on the same page with the quarterback. It doesn't seem to be like that's one of those plays like the Drew Brees or Tom Brady. It just like they do it in their sleep, like the like the receivers running back yeah. shoulder ball. Yeah. It's a completion. It's like maybe not a touchdown, but it's a big play. And again, like those types right. of execution things, I think need to be cleaned up a little bit. Yeah. And if, if if it's it's also great teaching tape too. Yeah. In terms of again, we don't know, you know, the split that they're ter- telling Terry or the, yeah, the, right you know, the yardage or whatever or whatever, who's, you know, how can we better it, be better at that situation? Right. It's great teaching. You know, you mentioned, hey, does Curtis need to go up a little bit more then, yeah. you know, go on his route, his switch route, things like that, or rub route, to just give him a little bit more space so it's not where he's having to jump back into the defender to try to make that play. Right. He already has a yard on him. So those are those are great opportunities, great moments with – to teach as well, and hopefully, um, you know, we'll see a better result when those moments come up because they're going to run those type of plays in the regular season. Yeah. That's that's going to be a, a bread and butter type of play. Definitely, and you see what, where the precision matters on the screen to Dotson. Like yeah. he runs that perfectly, he times it perfectly, and all of a sudden, it's, he's got a convoy of blockers in front of him, and you go, "Oh, that's what happens when you execute perfectly." And like, I think if you saw that more often you'd feel a lot better about this offense regardless of the play call it just it feels very disjointed Labor- you guys can certainly laborious. speak to how play calling feels yeah, hard you guys could speak to to how the play calling affects that lack of rhythm but it, it doesn't feel like it's cohesive at all it just feels like a bunch of random plays out there and and that there's the players themselves don't really have a rhythm offensively right now yeah, I mean that again. Like it's hard. I don't want to be overly critical in the preseason, but it does. Like good offenses make it look easy. Like watch Kansas City looks easy, right? It looks like it's effortless yep. for them to move the ball any situation, second and whatever. They they find a way to get that executor. Even their quick game stuff, right? It's just Patrick Mahomes is super diligent with his eyes. He looks to the 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 further out comes into Kelsey easy six yard gain. It's just. And this just feels like they, they, they've also been. It's they've, true. They've been it's true. And, for, and again, you know, and again, multiple years. Let's, let's just understand that this is what this was their second game together as a group. Yeah. Yeah. Collectively skilled players, and then you also you that offensive line, which I, I didn't. I didn't think they played bad. They, the, they the did starters, a good job. But, no, I, but from a game plan standpoint, you go into the game and you know. 
heck, man, <laughs> we, we're not going to be able to to dial up everything we probably wanted to work on in this right. game yeah. just because yeah. we don't we want don't want to expose our quarterback to certain situations. So, you know, let's 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 let a couple games also yeah. develop and see what the offense looks like after you know four or five game stretch sure. where we can say this is who they are. We get a true assessment of Carson at the quarterback position. Scott is a play caller with this group of guys, the offensive line, which there will be two new starting guards. We'll have you know Trey Turner and Andrew Norwell. Those elements, they haven't worked together at all as a unit in, yeah. in training camp. They got to get some reps together. Going, you know, before I don't know if they'll play this third preseason game together, but at some point you want to see those guys work together before it's September 11th. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah.